Welcome to a special Halloween edition of the Talking Shop Football Pod. Each week, I have on my fantasy football opponent to talk about our match. We also break down NFL games, league results. Sometimes we do a little NFL trivia. This week, very excited to have on the pod Tommy Hendrickson. Team name is A Christmas Carol. Tommy joined us last year, joined the league, that is. Famously tough league to join, endless wait list. So how did you get in? <laughs> Your cousin John's commissioner, was it was it nepotism? You know, it may have been. Uh, I had also talked to John about it probably five, six years ago. And I was like, you got to get me in this league. And he kept telling me there's like the wait list has just been growing and growing. So, you know, I'll see what I can do. And then I think I ended up taking a Tandoy's position because he was the one who left. And then first year in the league and end up taking the uh, – Last place trophy home. You got to start somewhere. You really do. You know, I can only go up from here. I think you underestimated us because the level of play in our league is high. And it's- you came in thinking, you know, <laughs> I could just I could just show up, do no research, like <laughs> set my lineup on Saturday night. You know, with, the, with other leagues that I've played in over the years, it's been with people who like kind of half-ass it and they don't really care. You guys are... Tough group of individuals to play against week in, week out. You can definitely tell most of the group does their homework and sets their lineup well in advance before 9.50 a.m. on Sunday morning. So, <laughs> so uh, let's, let's grab the lantern and head back to draft night. So <laughs> draft results, third pick overall, you drafted Zeke Elliott. Yep. First and second pick are out. Uh, one of them's out for the season the other one's out for like half the season uh, in McCaffrey Um, so you must be glad you drafted third I guess you know I'm very happy that I drafted third because I I think Saquon and uh, McCaffrey were the obvious first two picks and honestly as number three pick I'm not a huge Cowboys fan at all and I almost didn't want to pick Zeke and I almost wanted to pick Derrick Henry and I knew people were saying Derrick Henry is going to go, you know, seventh, eighth pick, but it's still a first round pick and it's Derrick Henry. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like Zeke has like some great games. And then like this past weekend, he gets me four and a half points. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, like, it's just so brutal. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're this all-star and especially with Prescott going out with that gruesome injury. Right. It's like, yeah. this is, this is your team. And then he fumbles twice. What was it? Two weeks ago, or like it's just he hasn't yep, been yep. up. So it's really unfortunate. He said that say. game was on him. Yeah. yeah. And then you also drafted fourth round. You drafted Gallup. So you're you're pretty Dallas heavy, and they lost Dak already. So this it's tough. It, it, you know it's tough. I had Gallup last year, and he was the, I think the only Cowboys player that I had, and he did phenomenally well. And it's tough when you have Amari Cooper on the other side, and now the addition of CD Lamb, and it's like Gallup's kind of a no, I wouldn't say an afterthought, but, you know, he's not quite the person to throw to. And also you have Andy Dalton behind center and Andy's an OK quarterback, you know, but it's like he's nothing like Dak was. And like make special I don't know his uh, if this week uh, he didn't exactly uh, he, he had like three points or something. He didn't look he didn't even look all right. He looked pretty, pretty terrible. I know he went out with an injury, but yeah, uh, Lamb picked him up because he needed a quarterback. And I think he got him like two point seven, five points or something. It's like, <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lamb still won somehow. By the way, Lamb changed his team name to Don't Count Us Out Yet. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that yet. 
That was pretty funny. Oh, um, second round, you went with uh, Hopkins, Arizona, and he's and he's doing good. He's he's fit right in there. Yeah, you know, I think the first week he didn't grab a touchdown, but he still grabbed me like 14 or 15 points or something like that. Cause he still had, you know, over a hundred yard game. And it's always great to see your guy get a touchdown, but if he can get you 10, 15 points a game, like, you know, obviously it's like one of your star receivers. So you want them to score higher, but no, he's been, he's been doing pretty well. And I don't know though, I'm getting kind of worried with how Kyler is kind of finding a rhythm with Kirk. Kirk, like I have Kirk on my bench. Like I picked him up last minute. Yeah. He had a good week. And he had two touchdowns and it's like, oh boy, like, I mean, it's, it's dangerous because you got Larry Fitzgerald, you got Kirk. And then I don't know, there's another wide receiver. That's like the fast one that they tried to do some bombs to the week prior, but now Arizona's got good receivers and I'm happy with DeAndre. So I just got to, you know, keep fingers crossed. He keeps doing well. I think it's actually the hologram of Larry Fitzgerald at this point. There's no way he's still (laughs) able to go. It's like, I mean, if you look at him smile on the, tv it's like he's got these pearly whites they're like big pearly whites and it's just like dude you've been in the league how long and he's been with the cardinals yeah. and he's just like nobody you can't hate him like he's such a great guy to watch he's so good dude i love i love larry fitzgerald he's the man oh yeah how could you not uh third round Gurley. Gurley mm-hmm. had an interesting game i don't know if you caught this but Gurley basically lost his team the game by scoring a touchdown which yeah. is crazy <laughs> Okay, the Falcons should just line up for the field goal here. Todd Gurley should not score a touchdown. He should not. And they told him to. He broke the play, didn't he? Didn't he break the play? Oh, boy, a mental mistake. And Todd Gurley is the guy who has stopped at the goal line before. A mental mistake there gives Detroit the football back with a minute and four seconds. When you're in the NFL, you're thinking you got to score no matter what, right? You can't just, like, think, oh, like, you're a ball player. You're going to try and score, right? But then, like, in essence, you give Stafford and the Lions, like, the chance to come back, and sure enough, they do. And it's like, there were some crazy endings to this weekend's game. Like, and that was just one of them, right? And he, Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was like, he actually lost Chris a game a few years ago because he laid, he, he laid down instead of taking a touchdown. <laughs> they were up, like, you know, 14 or 20, it didn't matter, but he realized if he went down, they just take three knees, the game's over. But so he did that like a couple of years ago. Of course, you know, it went against Chris, but it worked in your favor that he, 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 he thought he knew, he knew though, right? Like he was about to go in yeah. and I'm like the one inch line. He was like, Oh crap. Like I can't go in. And it was too late. His like, was, momentum took him in. Yep, exactly. And it's just like all that needs, it, like it just needs to cross the ball needs to cross like one blade of grass and it's a touchdown. So it's like, he was, he was kind of screwed, <laughs> but it helped me yeah. out with the touchdown. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got an extra touchdown out of it. We can continue this thread of uh, your draft. So Drew Brees fifth round, you did the thing this week, uh, not to touch on our matchup too hard, but you did the thing this week that I should have done where you sat your top quarterback in favor of um, Joe Burrow round yeah. 11 and I actually thought about not starting Russ this week because Justin has just been crushing it for the Chargers it would have got me like six or seven more points not the end of the world but uh when I saw that he had like 37 in the morning game I was like oh crap why did I start Russ well it's like I mean if you take away the picks from Russ you're like those two quarterbacks would have gotten like within a point or two of each other um, yeah and you know Justin Herbert like he's been crushing it 
And, you know, with Breeze, like he was my quarterback last year and he crushed it. But, you know, he's getting older. He's he's not producing the way he has in the past. And I think the first two weeks he gets me like 14 points. That's not great at all. And it's a little frustrating that I ended up wasting a pick because there's so many other good quarterbacks out there. But, you know, you just kind of adjust. Yeah. And, you know, I picked up Gardner Minshew. I picked I, – and I had drafted Joe Burrow. So, you know, rest of the season is going to get tricky and see if I make any trades or pick anybody up watch those waivers and see who drops who. I, yeah, I was going to, I was going to nitpick you on that. I think Breeze was the seventh quarterback off the board. You took him fifth round. I think once those first like four guys go, I don't know exactly where the cutoff is, but like once those first three or four guys go, then you just have to just wait until way further down the draft. Right. You got to, I think, I I don't know. Like, I think I would have let Breeze go and, and just settled on, a burrow and whatever combo Garoppolo or something. 100%. I think it was a panic move on my part. Cause I saw quarterbacks starting to get snatched up and I, I panicked and it's like, I should have waited maybe eighth, ninth round or you something. Got got, gotten somebody else. You got you know? spooked. I, uh, I don't get spooked often, but I definitely got spooked there. And you know, it's weird. Like, I don't know if it was maybe because like we were all drafting from home and it wasn't like some of us got together and like, we can all jaw at each other. Like, you know, you're, you're in your own head, just at home. You're like, what do I do? And so you kind of get spooked. So yeah, a hundred percent. Got spooked. Yeah. To round this out, I think you got the Saints D around 10 and uh, rest of the draft went okay. Um, Your team's relatively healthy, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily the strongest team, obviously, but with all the injuries that have been happening, I would say my team has been pretty healthy. So just knock on whether that, that continues, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I think we've, we've got to jump into our matchup here. So I, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I have not looked at currently right now. It is probably a third quarter Monday night football game. Uh, your tight ends playing. And I have not looked to see if your tight end has completed the 5.5 points. He needs to beat me. <laughs> so, t- so tell me, Tommy, am I still in the lead or did you already beat me? You are in the lead. Jimmy Graham has only gotten one catch for six yards. And it was not a touchdown. <laughs> so <laughs> Jimmy Graham needs to have a big second half of this third quarter and a fourth quarter, or just grab like one touchdown and then just not get a fumble or something like that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel as though you're, you're sitting pretty right now. So, you know, we'll just wait and see how the rest of the game goes. Well, I thought my team was going to be a zombie this week because my top three players were either on buy or injured. Yeah. Um, but I got, I got a nice October surprise. My reserves show up. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was uh, the – so I went, I, went, I went totally off-grid this weekend. I, went, I left on Friday. We went into the woods, stayed at a cabin, went hiking with our dog. Sweet. And when I left, Aaron Jones was still playing, and I had uh, Jamal Williams on my bench. And, yeah. um, and then I got service for like – 30 seconds this weekend when we were on the hike, <laughs> like thir- 20 miles from the nearest cell phone tower. And uh, I looked and I was like, why is Jamal Murray expected to get 13 points on my bench? Yeah. So I flipped him in there and then he ended up getting 17 for the Packers, which was awesome. Um, and I think that that was like the only thing that like kept me in this because I mean, everyone else is, everyone else is out. I mean, obviously, we'll get to your team in a second, but obviously, Russ at 30, he always gets 30. You know, you can just count him in for 30 yeah. for me. Um, Robinson, 28, um, who's been absolutely crushing it for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. 
and uh but then for on your side um burrow 34 points on 18 projected incredible start by you to start him over breeze thank you appreciate that thank you Gurley, 20 points he was projected to get 14 he had that one touchdown that shouldn't have <laughs> should have gone in. <laughs> and uh, Boston Scott, 15 points, who I drafted, by the way, and I dropped after like four weeks because he was doing absolutely nothing. But that was I a only, nice pickup. I only picked him up because it's like I kind of need a running back situation, uh, help in the running back situation. And uh, who was it? Miles Sanders is out. And so I was like, well, even if he's out for a week, I'm going to see what Boston Scott does. And sure enough, he does pretty well. You know, the one mistake I think, if I look back on it, is starting Jarvis Landry instead of Kirk, but you know, you can't look yeah. at it like that and be like, Oh, well he did score me this, this many points versus this. So you can't really look at it like that. But you know, I was watching the Raider Buccaneers game last yesterday afternoon. And I got so upset when Ronald Jones scored that second touchdown. I'm like, no, <laughs> one. like that's fine. And I'll give you some yards, but don't get another touchdown for like the opponent. Yeah. Um, you know? And so that was where I think it like really did me in. And then I was like, you know, Seahawks are my team. And I, can't but I can't root against Russell so I was in like a really weird spot last night like where he was he threw three picks which helped me out like they were still in the game but it is what it is and uh you know Jimmy Graham's just not doing what I need him to do tonight minute to minute last night it was such a roller coaster ride man it was like Sunday night football we're texting Seattle versus Arizona uh you have Hopkins who I mean is basically open every play he just needs to find him (laughs) Yeah. And and then I had Russell Wilson, who obviously, you know, he, he scores points. That guy is number one QB in the league for a reason. Absolutely. Um, You'll get no arguments on my, from my side. But he was slinging it around like Brett Favre, you know. He just like – he just, was a little reckless, you know. Like some of these throws, the one that went for 90 yards uh, return, uh, yeah. and he ended up getting tackled by one of your one of your receivers chased him down, like 90 yards. DK um, Yep. DK Metcalf, yeah, and uh, that was a terrible throw. Like it was almost like he didn't see there was any defense there. Like it was like almost like he thought he was wide open, and he was yeah. just lobbing it over to him. It, it brings back uh, painful memories uh, from when they played the Pats in the Super Bowl, and Russ throws the interception on like the one yard line. It's like also you have Marshawn Lynch back in the Super Bowl days, and it's like you didn't run it once with Marshawn. But yesterday, you know, it was still early in the game. And then our defense came up with a huge shock, which was kind of surprising because the Seattle D is not the greatest right now, you know, with Jamal Adams hurt and things like that. But we ended up making a stop on fourth down, getting the ball. And I think we drove 90 something yards to get the touchdown. So it wasn't the end of the world. But like you said, I mean, Russ has Russ seemed definitely a little careless last night, which, you know, maybe he was spooked. He might have been spooked, man. Halloween's coming up. He just might have. You know, it might have been a little ghouly, little I don't know, a little ghost out there. Maybe he was the ghost of Patriots they, Super Bowl tab. Exactly. They had a bye week last week, so maybe it was just kind of dusting off the cobwebs just a little bit. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> still, a very fun Sunday night football game to watch. Now that third touchdown to Lockett, where he just floated it into the back of the end zone. High is the back. Wilson sliding left, throwing, and that will be caught for a touchdown. Oh, boy, by Lockett. In real time, I was like, there's absolutely no way that Lockett got two feet down. Like, there's no way. He was, like, standing in the back of the end zone, like, waiting for the ball to come in. And it was like, there's, there's no chance that he got two feet in. That was such an incredible throw. He has throws oh, yeah. like that, and then he has throws that are so reckless and 
uh, ill-advised, but I guess maybe it comes with the territory. Like if you're going to have those great throws, you have the bad ones too, at least last night. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, look at his last throw, like where he threw that pick, threw it behind the guy who like, nobody was looking at the ball. There's no one there. There was nobody there. And it's like, well, nine times out of 10, somebody's going to be there. Right. But that one time and it's in overtime and then, you know, it's just a blip in the road for Seattle. It's early on in the season and sucks when it's a division loss, but you know, it's like if the Giants, Giants losing to the Eagles or something like that, you know, it hurts just a little bit more. Uh, let's let's not bring the Giants into this, man. That Thursday night game was really, really, really hard on me. I, uh, I took that one personally. <laughs> okay, my bad. I didn't mean to bring it up. Um, a, a nice redemption story, though, last night for uh, Zane Gonzalez, who uh, had that tough miss after making it, too, and his team just, like, let the clock run out. I guess he got iced by his own team, essentially. Um, I guess they were yeah. going to take a delay game, but. In any case, like he got iced by his own team, and then he came back in overtime and won it, which was it was good to see. If you're an objective observer, I know as a Seattle fan, probably it doesn't make it any easier, but no, it, it doesn't. But you know, as an objective observer, it definitely it's always fun to see something like that where you could have won the game for your team in pretty much regular. Or got, I guess it would have been a tie game. Uh, no, it would have won the game, right? He would have won the game, yeah. yeah. And, it, and essentially, he thought he lost the game for his team because then Seattle, you know, the ball back to Russell Wilson, like. Yep, exactly. So, you know, it's it's great to see that, you know, obviously from just like a bystander, not like a Seattle or Arizona fan or something like that. But, yeah, it's always great to see that. Cool. So let's take this into by far the dumbest segment that this show has ever run. We call this segment Trick or Treat. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't know who in the writers' room came up with this crap, but uh, they definitely mailed it in this week. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so the way this works is, uh, I'll give you some. I'll present you with some teams with some with surprisingly good records, um, and you tell me if these teams are are tricking us, if they're actually really bad. They just had a nice start to the season, okay. or if it's a nice treat to see these teams finally finally performing well. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So I got a few teams here. Let's start out with the five and one Bears. Trick or treat. Uh, honestly, uh, this one's a tough one to say because I feel as though Chicago is a, not like a tough city, like say Philadelphia is or something like that, but like they're, um, they're resilient and they have a good team. They got some good players. I wouldn't say like necessarily like all stars. And so I feel as though a five and one bears team right now in what are we week seven? Um, you know, I have a feeling they're going to make the playoffs, but they're probably going to end like nine and six, 10 and five, something like that. So I think it's, I know it's kind of a cop-out answer to say, but I kind of feel like they're a middle of the road pack. So if I had to say trick or treat, I would say a little bit of a treat, I would say. Yeah. And I like how you have them only playing 15 games. So they're going to have a COVID game at some point. Where I, 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 you know, okay. Nine, yeah. nine and seven, <laughs> 10 and six. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, all right. Our second team, the four and two Colts led by, is it, Philip Rivers is the uh, is the guy behind center, and it's a trick, 100% trick. I never got behind the guy in San Diego. He barks at his players when it's com- like sometimes completely his own <laughs> fault, and he's not. He can't demand the team like Tom Brady does. I think they've gotten a little bit lucky. You know, I think he he might have a lot on his mind because he now has nine kids to like take care of. Um, nice. so I, I, think, I think the Colts are definitely a trick team. Yeah, Colts are tricking us. I think so too. Yeah. Our next team is the five and two Browns. 
Cleveland Browns, five and two. I thought you were going to start with the Browns, to be honest with you. You know, it's, I mean, they put, they've already played the Bengals twice, right? And so it's like the Bengals are the Bengals, right? Like they, have, they, they, have, they got a rookie quarterback, you know, exactly. they might be good in a, in a year or two. Exactly. It's early for them. So I think, you know, if you take away those two wins, you're talking about a 3 2 Browns, uh, which is still a respectable team. But I mean, then you go and get blown out by, what was it, the Steelers last weekend that they played? And they just got. Annihilated. Yeah, they got crushed. And annihilated. it's like, okay, now the the Steelers are 6-0, and right? That's great, like, whatever. But I I think the Browns have had kind of a soft start to the season. They <laughs> might squeak into the playoffs because there might, like, one reason or another, but I think they're tricking us. Especially, yeah. with, especially I, with OBJ now out. ACL done for the season. It's just it, terrible, terrible news. He almost looks better without OBJ yesterday, but that might just be one of those things where – the team rallies behind injury, but uh, I mean, yeah. OBJ was already getting into, I mean, ha- coming from the standpoint of a, a Giants fan, I, I saw this over the years. He, yeah. he was getting into that point of the season where he was giving up on his team and then lashing out a little bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, sure. he rightly feels like he's the best player in the, uh, in the locker room. Uh, yeah. But that's, but you know, there's, there's a way to be a leader when you've got five, six years in the league that isn't, why don't you throw me the ball more? Right. And I, I know that's like a common wide receiver trope, but uh, that's not the way to be the leader of a team. Like he's got young guys around him. He's got, he's got to pick them up, not say like, you know, this is all about me. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you gotta, like, you gotta be the leader on the team and yeah, sure. I mean, um, some of these guys just have egos and they want to be fed the ball, like whether it's Zeke or one of the, like one of these wide receivers or something like that, but go look at somebody like we talked about earlier in the podcast, Larry Fitzgerald. Not once would he have ever said something like no. feed me the ball. He's like, he's just a team player. He's there. He shows up and he's just a le- like a silent leader. You got to be a, yeah. you got to be a player like that. And especially in the locker room, especially with all these young guys coming into the league and things. So, you know, obviously never wish for an injury, no matter how, how much I don't dislike a player or a team, but it's always, you know, sad to see a star like that go out with a season ending injury. Yeah. 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 We'll see what happens with that. I mean, yeah, the Browns are five and two. <laughs> short, you know, long story short. Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty. Yeah. All right, last uh, last team here, the Cardinals, five and two. What do you think? You know, honestly, I think uh, I think it's a treat. I think it's like what uh, the Titans did last year, where the Titans kind of, you know, they had some good firepower. Good and they kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. I wouldn't say came out of nowhere, but they kind of surprised a lot of people. And I think that they did extremely well last year, especially in the playoffs. And then, you know, I, I think Kyler last year just needed to kind of learn the league and, you know, get his feet underneath him, if you will. And now it's like you watch him and he's one of the most exciting players to watch on the field. He's just so crafty and like, yeah. And he's he's very much like a Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson, but he moves so much quicker. Like you can definitely tell he was a baseball player. I mean, he also is, you know, probably five, seven inches shorter than those two guys. Yeah. And has like 80 is like 80 pounds less than those guys. But um, yeah, I, I think I think the cards are a, uh, a treat for sure this year. Uh, you know, they're definitely uh, NFC West is tough, a tough division. Um, they're going to have to see Seattle again and the Niners and the Rams and everything like that. But I think Kingsbury, you know, I, I like what he's doing in Arizona, and I think that's a treat this year. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, all four can get in from the NFC West this year with the expanded playoffs. So 
Yeah, you just like 2020 has already been a weird enough year, so we just you never know. We'll just have to see how it all plays tack out. That on. <laughs> just tack that on, yeah. <laughs> all right, do you want to? Uh, all right, here's a trivia question for you, Tommy. I think this is an especially tricky trivia question this week. Okay. Who Who is the only player to win three straight NFL MVPs? Three straight NFL MVPs. Um, and I am only considering players in the Super Bowl era, if that helps at all. So if you yeah. had someone in mind from like the 30s or 40s, it's not the answer. <laughs> I don't think I could uh, name any players from that era. But, uh, you know, I'm just trying to go off of, oh, man, three MVPs in a row. You know, I'm toying between two, and they're probably both wrong. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go with Brett Favre. That is absolutely correct. That's unbelievable. Wow. Wow. I, I complete um, guess. The other guy I had in my mind was Peyton, but I was like, I feel like it's got to be Brett. So that was, a, that was a great. I thought there's no way you get it. So Peyton did win two in a row. Okay. Brady, believe it or not, never won two in a row. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Montana won two in a row. Jim Brown won two in a row, and the three in a row guy, Brett Favre, 1995 to 1997. Yeah, the Packers were pretty unstoppable in those like that 90s era and everything like that. Um, <sighs> so Jim insane, Brown, you got Jim, that. Jim Brown was the first guy who went through my head, but then I was like, ah, I'm just not going to go with him. So that's because I threw you back to the 40s and 50s. So you're thinking, <laughs> yeah, you know, those exactly. old guys. <laughs> oh, that was impressive. That was really impressive. Complete guess. All right. I, um, all right. Final little segment here. So every week I've had people, I've had people guess the next week's lines in the NFL. So I'll present you with three games. You tell me who you think is going to win with the line. Just to recap, Chrissy, Renner, Dylan, and Danny have all gone two and one. And Samson's our lone one and two. So people okay. have been doing pretty well against the line. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. I like this. We're still waiting for our first 3-0, though. <laughs> or 0-3. <0 and> <laughs> <laughs> or 0-3. It's still out there. Um, first game, Patriots at the Bills, minus 3.5. Bills are minus 3.5. Yeah, honestly, after seeing the way that the Pats played against the 49ers at home, granted, no fans, so it's a little bit different, but the way that they played and seeing Belichick go up to Cam and kind of give him a little pep talk, and then you get – Cam out of the game. I just don't see, like, you know, it's funny because the Bills, I don't know if it's a trick or treat team either. That's kind of a tricky one. But I just feel like, yeah. like with Allen, I feel like the Bills, they're going to, uh, they're going to win by a touchdown, I'm going to say. Easily, like, yeah. More than a touchdown. Yeah. All right. Bills, write that in now. Tommy's pretty confident. Pretty confident. I like that Bills pick. I think I would be riding with you on that one. Okay. Game number two. This game has the craziest line ever. The Jets are traveling to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a 20.5-point favorite. <laughs> so good luck figuring this one out. So, you're, so you said 20.5, so it's like a three-touchdown. Yeah, they're spotting uh, them three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs crushed by more than 21. He's like, I just – the Jets are so bad, like – and wait, hold on. Sorry, is the game in Kansas City or is it in New York? It's in Kansas. It's City. It's in Kansas City. Lim limited fans, though. I don't know if it has the same home field effect. That I'm, more so, I'm more so thinking about the uh, snow factor, actually. 
Are we going to have snow this weekend? We always play a little bit differently in the snow, and the scoring doesn't go quite as high. But you also have all these weapons. I, I'm going. I'm going the over. Like, yeah, I'm going to take it. Okay. All right, Chiefs and Bills so far. Let's uh, let's go to our final matchup here. By the way, how's our fantasy matchup looking? Uh, I think Jimmy Graham's only had one other catch for like ten or twelve oh. yards. So <laughs> <laughs> I got the TV set up in the garage, so I just got that on mute right now. It's great. Oh, it's awesome. I got the line. The undefeated Steelers are traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens, who are four point favorites. That's right. The Ravens are four point favorites. Okay. Damn. Four point favorites. I just um I don't know if the Ravens are gonna win by a touchdown. Like Tom Mike Tomlin always has his team ready to go. And Big Ben, yeah, he might make a lot of mistakes like on and off the field or something like that. He might throw a couple picks, but He's going to get them back into it. I just, I'm going to take the Steelers on this one. When's the last team? When's the last time a six and O team was getting four points? Like I know they're on the road, but does home field even really matter now with limited fans and attendance and stuff? I don't, I, I don't think so. I mean, because you're only talking about a handful of fans, or I mean, I guess some of the stadiums are allowing like ten thousand fans, but I know with the Cardinals game last night, they were only allowing twelve hundred fans in the stadium, and yeah. Just, Randomly, I looked up on StubHub, like, oh, how much is a ticket just to get in the door? And granted, these are all, like, really good seats, but they're, like, $900 just to get into the door. But, yeah, I don't know how much, like, a, an advantage home field truly is nowadays, like, in the world of COVID right now. I, I think, like, the one advantage you still have is maybe, like, the practicing, like, that week. Like, you get relegated to, like, the practice field where this team, the other, you know, the home team can practice in the stadium. Sleeping in your own bed, I guess, get, maybe gets you a point or two in the game, but I, I don't. I spent, I, yeah, agreed. I, I, I just don't think it's what it, I don't think it's what it was. I think there's got to be some sort of adjustment with these lines because I normally normally they give you like three points for playing at home. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but if this game's in Pittsburgh, you're telling me that the Steelers would be underdogs by one to the Ravens? Like, no way. They're undefeated. There, there's there is just no way that that would happen. It's just, it's ridiculous. We'll see. We'll see how the game plays out. Just to recap, you took the Bills, Chiefs, and Steelers. That is right. Trying to become our first 0-3 team. Or 3-0. <laughs> Either way, you know, I'll still, have a, I'll still have a 1 in front of it because I'll either be the first one to get an 0-3 pick or the first one to get a 3-0 pick. <laughs> um, well, that's it, man. Let's, uh, now we just get to watch the last 45 minutes of our match and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's it's looking pretty good for you because right now it's 24 to 3 Rams and it's about to go into the fourth quarter. The Rams have the ball like in scoring position. So, I don't know. I I'm still going to need 40 yards out of Jimmy Graham, a touchdown or something, something special. The last thing I need is like a like a bogus like touchdown when they're down 30 points to Jimmy Graham <laughs> with like 2 minutes left. Well, um, it was great having you on, man. Chrissy experienced the podcast bounce. Her team has been looking great since she came on. Dylan, I think, is undefeated since he came on. So even if it doesn't work out for you this week, I think I see a bright future for you this next month, this season. Well, you know, it's always funny because I always look at it like, okay, well, if I lose, I lose. But at least as long as I don't get low score of the week, that's another win in the book, like in my eyes. Yeah. So if I, if I end up losing this week, won't be the end of the world. 
won't get lowest score. And then hopefully, you know, my team will start crushing it and uh, start getting some W's in the column. You got to rack up those, um, those points too, because I think at the end of the year, we're going to have a lot of teams in that middle of the pack. And then what separates you is those point score column is the differentiator. So um, yeah. I know this is all new uh, news to you since you're used to finishing at the bottom, but when you get towards the middle, these are things you're going to, you have to start thinking about. <laughs> I know I need, I need to start making some moves, whether that's uh, it's probably going to have to involve a trade or two or something like that. So I'm just going to have to start getting creative. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, dude, it was great catching up with you and appreciate you having me on. Uh, and we'll chat soon. Okay. Sounds good. Tommy. Later. When we call to see the